This is the Loonscast, the show by the fan for the fans of Minnesota United Football Club. And now, here's your host, Tyler Mogg. Welcome back to the show. This is the show by the fan for the fans of Minnesota United, and I am your host, Tyler Mogg. Thank you for joining us for yet another edition of the show. Coming up on today's show, we look ahead to tomorrow's clash with Toronto SC, who are arguably the best team in the league. And we will also go back to last Sunday's big victory against Sporting KC that saw the Loons shut out the league's strongest defensive team. But first, our guest this week is the voice of Minnesota United, our play-by-play announcer, Mr. Callum Williams. He has graciously taken time out of his schedule to preview the match tomorrow in Toronto and talk about the big victory last weekend, as well as everything that is Minnesota United. Mr. Williams, we're going to get right to it. The Loons were able to pick up the three points at home against Sporting KC in an impressive victory against perhaps one of the strongest defensive teams in Major League Soccer. Could you talk about the performance and what you saw from the Loons? Tyler, first of all, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. The performance from Minnesota United against Sporting Kansas City, I would argue, was the most complete 90 minutes the team has been able to put together so far in their short Major League Soccer lives. I thought the performance from Miguel Ibarra really show that he can certainly play at this level. There were several other performances that were very impressive as well. I thought Abu Danladi uh, again showed that he can step up and make his mark on Major League Soccer. There was a lot of debate as to whether he was ready. Obviously playing college soccer going into the pros is a little different. I know Jamie Watson was saying to me uh, a little while ago that some things happen in college soccer that don't necessarily... um, happen in the pro levels and I think Abu Danladi has now gone on um, somewhat of a learning curve over the, the last couple of weeks and, and, and really gotten to to understand and know the professional game much better over the last couple of weeks so the goal will do him the world of wonders um, and I would be surprised if he's not uh, a consistent presence in Adrian Heath's starting 11 moving forward now he certainly made his mark against Sporting KC Ramirez also uh, does what he does best and again Miguel Ibarra more than playing his part there uh, Sam Cronin for me again was wonderful just held the fort and made sure that then everything stayed together for Minnesota United and you know the reason why I say it was the most complete performance against Sporting as opposed to other games such as Rail Salt Lake and um, Colorado Rapids and even the performance the results uh, the tie down in Houston is because of the manner of the opponents that Minnesota United were able to get the better of you know Sporting Kansas City for many many years now have been in the upper echelons of not only the Western Conference but the entirety of Major League Soccer so wonderful performance from Minnesota United and uh, again it'll do their confidence the world of good absolutely uh, you know it certainly was a great performance from the team and uh, you know speaking of Abu Dinladi, as you mentioned, he was able to notch his first professional goal on Sunday, 
And, and with the work he's been putting in, do you think he will challenge Coach Adrian Heath to give him a more prominent role going forward? Abu Dunladi, again, just a player with bucket loads of potential. He's still very raw, still has a lot of learning to do, but you know, I remember speaking to Adrian Heath uh, over the last couple of weeks and every time he has said the player that he's been most impressed with in practice has been Abu Dunladi. He's a player that he was a fan of and, and obviously watched him uh, in the combine and, and I know one or two scouts were looking at him uh, during his uh, final collegiate season with UCLA and he's a player that uh, Adrian Heath and the coaching staff are, are a big fan of um, they they will enjoy watching his developments and, and I'm sure they're going to be working with him uh, individually moving forward as well Adrian Heath has a very good track record of working with centre forwards um, who have gone on and, and had uh, tremendous success Dom Dwyer instantly springs to mind uh, Christian Ramirez now um, another player who has been working with uh, Adrian Heath um, particularly on, on near-post runs and, and movement off the ball. You can certainly see that intelligence has uh, has risen uh, a stock or two over the last couple of weeks with Christian Ramirez and now Abu Dunladi as well. So he's a player who, who the coaching staff are very, very fond of uh, and, and I think there's, there's no reason as to why he won't be firmly involved over the, the next couple of weeks. And as I said, he's been a player who's, who's impressed in training and has been on the cusp of the first team over the last couple of weeks and finally made his mark and uh, as I said, he took his opportunity and I would be very surprised if he wouldn't be involved against Toronto coming up here on Saturday. Yeah, and with the performance he put in, especially the fact that he's just 21 years old, it would be great to continue to see him develop going forward and see him continue to get more minutes. And like you said, it would be very surprising to not see Abu on Saturday against Toronto. Now, another one of our top players we certainly can't ignore is Christian Ramirez, who headed home his sixth of the season last Sunday against Sporting KC. I would love to get your thoughts on Ramirez and how he has made such a successful transition from the NASL, the North American Soccer League, to now being one of the top forwards in Major League Soccer, tied for third in goals. Um, Ramirez, with the transition to Major League Soccer, it's... That was the big question coming into this, wasn't it, really, that, you know, is he going to be good enough to make that step up? Because there's no doubt about it, there is a huge step up, and I think one or two of the Minnesota United players, and not only Minnesota United, we've seen it over the last couple of years as well with players at Portland Timbers and Vancouver Whitecaps and um, at Montreal Impact as well, when players have transitioned from those, uh, in inverted commas, minor leagues up to Major League Soccer. It... it it has taken certain individuals time to adapt and develop um, and even add more to their game as well. So, um, you know, I think many would say that one or two from, from Minnesota United um, took their time as well to, to really understand what it takes to, to be a Major League Soccer player. And um, there's so much um, to really take on board. Um, both on the field and off the field as well. Much more is expected of you uh, as an athlete, as, as an individual, as a person, as a personality. So I think um, a lot of the, the Minnesota United players who have come up from NASL have, have shone superbly, particularly over the last couple of weeks. None more so than Christian Ramirez, though. Um, as I was saying a little earlier on, his um, development has been clear to see. I know Adrian Heath has spent many an afternoon working with him one-on-one -on -one with 
sudden runs and, and movement off the ball. And he's been asked to do a little more this season, of course, um, spearheading this this Minnesota United front line. So um, again, I I think the thing with Christian Ramirez is they they they've been trying to get the ball into him a little quicker. Um, because he's one of these forwards who relies on service, and we've seen a few times when when he's been statuesque, when when the ball hasn't come up towards him, and he's been a little frustrated. And Minnesota United have, have had a problem getting it to him. He does like to drop and and like to be involved, and that's not what they need. They need him to be high. They need him up the field and towing the line. And um, you know, I think the first couple of games the issue was getting the ball to him, but now I think that's gone. Um, and again, that was clearly evident after a, another goal, his sixth of the season. Um, just a couple of days ago against Sporting Kansas City and look I mean if, if Christian Ramirez keeps getting the service that he needs there's no reason why he can't go on and score 15, 16, 17 goals this season and you know what a season that would be huh? Absolutely you know if you had told me that Ramirez would be third in scoring and is on pace to get that amount of goals like you mentioned Mr. Williams you know 15, 16, 17 goals this season, I probably wouldn't have believed you, but you and I, we can't deny that he has had a great start to his MLS career. And before I let you go, I wanted to get uh, your thoughts on one more thing. Tomorrow's match against Toronto FC, it's a big one. Uh, Toronto FC, in a rematch of last year's final, picked up the win against Seattle, which helps to solidify them as one of the best teams in the league right now. With the likes of Giovinco and an inform Josie Altador, how do you think the Loons match up against Toronto tomorrow afternoon? In terms of Toronto FC, look, I mean, clearly they are one of the sparkling uh, teams in Major League Soccer. They are one of the teams that is has never been afraid to splash the cash, have they, really? They've had more designated players than most in Major League Soccer. And, you know, up until recently, it... It was somewhat of a, um, uh, a a team that was uh, pirouetting in in perilous fashion up up until the last couple of years, and obviously they got themselves into the the playoffs in 2015 for the first time in franchise history, and they've built on that. You know, they gained experience from that, and, and moving into the MLS Cup final last year, I think they were favourites going into it, particularly because of the home field advantage as well. And obviously, the sound has got the better of them that particular evening. But just this past weekend in a rematch, it was TFC who came out on top without Sebastian Jovinko as well. And I think that the thing is what's most noticeable for me is just how deep this TFC team is. And moving forward, again, I think they're going to be up towards the, the top end of Major League Soccer for, throughout the, the remainder of the season. Um, you know, the, the superstars obviously stand out. The, the three DPs, Jovinko, Altador and Bradley, they all do um, wondrous things and, and they all do their job in spectacular fashion. You know, Altador is, is doing very well, six goals in his last ten and Sebastian Jovinko will be back as well, five goals in his last five games. And, you know, as I said, he, he missed the Sounders game and, and Toronto's still got the result against the game, What one of the best teams in Major League Soccer. So one of the most underrated signings of, of MLS 2017 so far, though, I think, has been the addition of Victor Vasquez, who, of course, had uh, academy time and, uh, and several first-team minutes with Barcelona as well when working under Pep Guardiola. And um, 
you add anybody of that ilk, they're certainly going to make their mark. You only look at uh, Ilya Sanchez at Sporting Kansas City and what he has added over the last uh, couple of months for them, and Uri Rozel as well. You know, there's, there's been a lot of players that have that have come through. There's been a handful of them that have come into Major League Soccer after having time with the Barcelona Academy and, and working with some. Uh, exceptional players and, and, and wonderful coaches. You know they are clearly going to make their mark. And Victor Vasquez sitting alongside Michael Bradley. You know both of them rotate while the one holds, the other goes box to box. And it's given Bradley a sense of freedom as well. You know he's not limited to what he's um, asked to do. And I think over the last couple of seasons, that's perhaps been the, the little fault with Michael Bradley is that he's he's very much been limited to what he's allowed to do and through no fault of his own it's just the system that Greg Vanny has had them play over the last couple of years so um, I think again what we'll see is we'll see the ball out wide a lot in this game I think Jerome Tisson and Mark Birch will be asked a lot to get forward and uh, again Miguel Ibarra Kevin Molino will, will be asked a lot of as well because the, the midfield with the way that TFC play as I mentioned with those two holding midfielders Bradley and Vasquez I think it's going to be a packed centre midfield and you know Ibsen of course I'm sure if he plays will, will play his part and um, Sam Cronin will, will do the business I'm sure against his former employer as well so um, but there's no question about it they'll want to get the ball to the forward line and the attacking minded players quicker than ever before so I think again we'll see the ball out wide uh, more so, perhaps, than the game against Sporting Kansas City. It's going to be an interesting one. Again, there's no doubt this will be one of the most toughest challenges yet for Minnesota United going up against a team of superstars. Can't wait. Should be a good one. Welcome back to the Loons Cast. Big thanks to Callum Williams, the voice of Minnesota United, for taking the time to speak to us on the Sporting KC match and the upcoming match against Toronto FC. You know, just to reiterate, the match at home last weekend against Sporting KC, it was an all-around great performance. Like we talked about, like Callum Williams was mentioning, that it was a a complete performance. Uh, One of the best 90 minutes, perhaps, that we've we've seen this season from Minnesota United. And it's obviously far too soon to be looking at playoff picture and drawing up all these scenarios that, that we could we could talk about. But you know, as a fan, you can't help but feel as though maybe we are beginning to round a corner and we're beginning to see the team's potential come to fruition after what was a very rude awakening and harsh reality of being a new team in Major League Soccer in the opening few matches. Currently, we sit just below the Vancouver Whitecaps out of the playoff picture, but, you know, like I said, a little early to be talking about playoffs. We are just 10 matches in, 7th in the Western Conference with 11 points on the season is where Minnesota United are currently at. And, you know... Another talking point from this match is the fact that Miguel Ibarra has really began to shine and find his role within the team against Sporting KC. I really saw him to be, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, speedy midfielder who he distributed the ball really well. He of course got the assist on Christian Ramirez's goal last weekend, and we saw him have to fill the shoes of Johan Venegas, who didn't get the start. Uh, to the surprise of myself as well as other Minnesota United fans. He did come on late into the match, replacing Chris Ramirez in the 84th minute. But 
Miguel Ibarra, he usually plays on the outside, and he was playing on the outside, but he drifted towards the middle, and he went on a couple just great runs, uh, was able to dribble through a few players. Was move, His movement off the ball was fantastic. Of course, Miguel Ibarra is a very quick player, and his speed is highlighted every time he steps out on the field. You just see how athletic Miguel Ibarra is. And uh, he definitely had a great match against Sporting KC. Now, as we move on to tomorrow, 2 p.m. in Toronto, Toronto FC will welcome the Loons to BMO Field in what will be, uh, of course, a really challenging match for Minnesota United. Probably, like, uh, like Callum Williams was talking about, the toughest match for Minnesota United thus far. Toronto unbeaten in their last five. And uh, Toronto is certainly a star-studded team. They'll be playing in front of the Toronto Red Faithful. You know, there's always a great atmosphere in Toronto as they look to continue their unbeaten streak and remain firmly atop the Eastern Conference standings. But, uh, you know, something that's... But, you know, something that could play into United's advantage, however, is the fact that Toronto were involved in a midweek match against Columbus on Wednesday. Uh, they were able to pick up the three points in a 2-1 victory. But, you know, like we talked about last episode about the Loons match with FC Dallas, who were in a similar situation, could tired legs be an issue um, coming into this match? Obviously, Minnesota United is going to be the fresher team, but... Uh, maybe the 2-1 victory will play to Toronto's advantage. You know, I guess you could see it both ways. You could see that they could carry that momentum into uh, the match tomorrow. And, you know, they could bring it into a match that uh, Toronto will feel they can pick up the three points from and continue their unbeaten streak. I don't think Toronto will see Minnesota United as a as a very challenging opposition, but you know we'd love to surprise them tomorrow afternoon in Toronto and give them a great match. Hopefully, at least pick up a point, but three points would be an absolute dream considering Toronto is the best team in Major League Soccer. For the Loons, it's no secret uh, that uh, they will have to be defensively sound just as they were against SKC it was a complete performance against Sporting Kansas City and a very good win, but United will have to play their best match of the season to pick up the win tomorrow. I, I strongly believe that no matter how well we played last Sunday against SKC, Sporting Kansas City, you know we will absolutely have to play a, another full 90 minutes strong defensively of course, Francisco Calvo, captain in the back with Brent Coleman, I would assume will be uh, the, of course, the center two from here on out, unless there are there there's some sort of injuries that that occur. Jerome Tisson going to be out on the right, and you know that left back position is the is the, is the the position that Justin Davis we might see him out there. Uh, so we'll see how. Minnesota United line up defensively, but it's really important that Minnesota United carry the the strong defensive performance that they had at home at TCF Bank Stadium last Sunday and bring it to Toronto tomorrow afternoon. 
And uh, before we wrap things up for this special match day preview edition of the Loonscast, on an MLS front, I wanted to talk about a story courtesy of the soccer publisher, The 18. Uh, this story came out a couple days ago regarding Bastian Schweinsteiger. Not about his goals with Chicago or how he has adapted to MLS, but uh, of his criticism of Major League Soccer, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, Schweinsteiger spoke to German magazine Süddeutsche Zeitung, and uh, here are some of his quotes from the interview. Some of these quotes, uh, these are direct quotes. I I, uh, I was very surprised to, to read some of these quotes. Uh, we'll start with this one here. We all know that this league is just not like the Premier League or the Bundesliga. And of course, it can be frustrating on the field at times when things discussed at practice are not implemented or when somebody loses a ball or just does not have an eye for their teammate. I don't blame anyone for it. That's my problem. I need to adapt to the league and cope with those situations. So if anyone needed any confirmation on Schweinsteiger's opinion of his new league, Look no further than this interview. I mean, he's not wrong. You know, we love our loons. We love getting the opportunity to watch our local club play at the highest level of soccer in North America, which is, of course, Major League Soccer. You know, but the league in which we play in, you know, in the league the rest of Chicago and the rest of Major League Soccer play in is still far below that of the big four or five leagues in Europe. And, and it's just, it's no secret. The Premier League in England, La Liga in Spain, Serie A in Italy, Bundesliga in Germany, Ligue 1 in France. The leagues are just far superior to Major League Soccer. And uh, Bastian continued with a, a few more quotes that you really just couldn't make up. And he was very blunt on the day he spoke to this magazine. He said, if you compare the Bundesliga, the difference is huge. But I knew what I let myself in for. Not everything is seen that happens on the field. A teammate could be in a good position where it might get dangerous. If this were not the case, the people would not play in the United States, but rather in the Bundesliga, Premier League, or La Liga. Still, MLS has potential. A lot of potential. So that last little bit there perhaps saved him from getting into too much trouble. And to tell you the truth, if you ask Kaka via Pirlo or any of the other European players that have decided to play in the MLS. I, Drogba, you could ask him as well. If you ask them about the quality of the MLS, I think they would probably agree that it's not of the quality of other major leagues in the world. I just found it really interesting how blunt Bastian was speaking with the German media. But, you know, I can't imagine he anticipated it being talked about a whole lot outside of Germany. But here we are talking about it. Harsh, perhaps, but there is definitely truth to some of his statements. That is going to do it for this edition of the Loons Cast. Ahead of another big match for Minnesota United, we hope to see the Loons secure the three points in Toronto. I want to thank Callum Williams for helping us out, getting his thoughts on the latest news of Minnesota United. And I want to thank you for taking the time to tune into the show. I hope I can help unite all the loons out there here on the Loons Cast. <laughs>